0: If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 14. I'm still talking about think thinking as, as a man thinketh he is, so is he. That's found over in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. But I want to pick up here with it this morning. And what I want to talk a, a lot about this morning is our words, is our words. And uh, Sister Teresa, if you can look up... Uh, Proverbs 18, where it talks about power. As Sister Teresa's reading or looking that up this morning, I want us to start in verse 14, because I want you to listen to what these scriptures are saying right here that I'm going to read to you this morning. It says, For for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that I do not. This is a tongue tire here now. But what I hate that I that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Verse 17. Now this is no more me, I that do it. Now listen to this part right here. But sin that dwells in me, for I know that in me, that is my flesh dwells no good thing for to will is present with present with me but how to perform that which is good i find not now these next two verse 2 verses right here i want you to get a hold of this here for the good that i would i do not but the but the evil which i would not that i do now if i do that i would not It is more that I, that do, that, that more I do, that do it. more. this is something. But sin, understand now, this, listen, this next verse right here. I find this then a law that when I would do good evil, oh, would do good evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringeth me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man, O wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. I want Sister Teresa to read a verse here in Proverbs 18. Is that 18 and 21. If you want to turn there, write it down. But I want her to read this this morning, where the power is. 18 and 21 in Proverbs. Yes, of law, them, read it one more time. I want this to get in our spirit this morning. What it's saying right there is our conversation, a lot of times, we create our future. What you say will come to pass. I, I think a lot of times as, as we get up and we begin our day, we kind of make some preparations. We say, well, I'm going to do this today or I'm going to do that. And so what we do, we set a schedule, okay? Not only having a schedule, but you have already spoke what you're going to do is coming to pass. In other words, what I want to say to you this morning, we need to program what we say. If you say bad things, you need to quit saying it. Amen? Amen? I was thinking on these things, and I and I've heard uh, a lot of lot of different ministers teaching on some of these things here, but uh, I heard one not too long ago, and uh, he he was he was talking about some of these things here, and uh, he said that some some lady came to him, and uh, said uh, some of the things you say just tickles me to death. He said, well I'm gonna quit saying them. He because I don't want you to die on me.' You know, and, and we think about that, and that's a figure of speech. And we think, you know, you know, that just tickles me to death when my youngin does that or or whatever. But what I'm saying in the in, in the law that I just read you a while ago, I want you to understand: we're not under condemnation any longer. We're under grace. Thank God that we are, because when we make mistakes, God is faithful and just to forgive us. Amen. But now I want you to think about this here that I'm fixing to read you. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter twelve, Matthew chapter twelve. And I know you've heard some of this teaching before, but I just I want to come back to this here and bring some of this stuff out to you this morning. Matthew chapter twelve, starting in verse thirty-three. This here is talking about good and corrupt tree. In other words, what it's talking about, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You need to say what you're going to say and stick to the guns. Amen? Uh, Me and Sister Teresa was talking the other day, and we was talking about some things that we needed to start doing, and uh, I agreed with her. So what we got to do, we got to Whatever we say we're going to do. And this passage I want to start reading in verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and the fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by what? His fruit. Old generation of viper... How can you, being evil, speak good things? From out now, listen, this is what I said a while ago about tickle me to death and all these sayings we got and you know traditional things, but listen what it says right here. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Really, what's it's saying right here? Men's words reveal their thoughts and character. Okay? A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be what? condemned so in other words uh, I use text here he uh, went on a little fishing trip there Tuesday morning and he was making some statements that he got everything ready getting everything ready Monday to go on this trip and he didn't and I'm just kind of reminiscing a little bit he didn't hook his boat up he just got it ready Because when it was dark, he was backing out there. And Sister Tony didn't know what he was doing. But he was backing out under that shed to hook to that boat. (laughs) And she thought he was loading his tools up. Come on. (laughs) But what he did, he started saying Sunday afternoon, I'm going to go fishing this week. And I'm saying that to say this right here. We need to look at these passages of scripture that I just read you right there. Because I want you to understand there, a good tree is going to bring good things. But a bad tree is going to bear bad fruit. And let me tell you one thing, a tree that don't bear good fruit, what happens to it? They dig it up. They cut it down. But I was reading something here not too long ago in one of the agriculture uh, books. And it was talking about some kind of weed that the farmers had got here a couple of years ago. And they said they had sprayed it with different chemicals, but the chemicals didn't penetrate to the roots. What it done, it kept it kept killing the top leaves. And what it was, the leaves would actually turn and they would fall off, but the stem was there. And understand, Sandra might know some of this stuff that I'm talking about here because of her workplace. But what it was, the root of it, okay, understand this. The root was not just a surface, but it was deep. And they was talking about in this little magazine how some of those roots even went over two foot in the ground. And they were saying the chemical would kill the outward appearance. But the inward appearance, it wouldn't destroy. And I'm saying that to say this right here. The word of God, we got to let it penetrate where it can destroy the old man. Amen. For the old things that we have created over the years, our our sayings and our uh, connections that we have with different things, we need to allow the Word of God to get down deep inside of us where our spirit man is. Why? So it can destroy the works of the enemy. Because let me tell you one thing. How many, and, and, and I'm just just—I'm going to use myself now. I've been saved uh, 33, 4, 5 years. And uh, sometimes something happens. And I might slip and have a bad attitude. And I'm going to be honest with you. I might even say a a dirty dirty word. Brother David. You mean Brother David. Let me tell you one thing. There's things that has been planted in here. But some of it, Nana, we pray about it. But it might be still there. Hey, come on, everybody. <laughs> hey, at least I'm being honest. But understand this, when those kind of things slip up, and hey, I'm not going out, you know, cussing my neighbor out and all this kind of stuff. I'm not doing all that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying something that slipped out that, that I said, Amy, that shouldn't have, where did that come from? But what I'm saying, the reason I wanted to use that little illustration of this chemical, what I'm saying When you're born again, old things become new. It don't say they are new. It takes a period of time, 30 years, 40 years or whatever. Let me tell you one thing. I know a lot of older people that are not perfect. We have to be sanctified. How are we going to be get how are we going to get sanctified? Being filled with the anointing of God. Why? Because the anointing destroys the yoke. Remember the passage of scripture. I think it's over in, in Luke where, where Jesus said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." Why? Because He has anointed me. Understand what He said. Because He has anointed me to set those that are captive set them free, those that are sick. Set them free, those that are afflicted with sin in any form or fashion. He said, the anointing's on me to get them free. And whom the word says, whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. But now, Brother David, you just said there were some things. ever. And let me tell you one thing. That ain't happened but one time in probably 15 years. So don't think I'm cussing my mailman out when he puts some bills in my mailbox. Amen. <laughs> Come on, folks. Let's get real. But now, if you stand over at your fence and cuss your neighbor every afternoon because he's burning his garbage and that smoke's coming up in your house, you might need to repent. Amen. <laughs> but in this passage, I want, I want you to get a hold of this here this morning. I'm fixing to move on, but, but I want you to get a hold of this here this morning. Verse 37. For by your words you are what? You shall be justified. And by your words you shall be what? Condemned. In other words... If things we gotta realize the Bible talks about relating to the Lord and with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. And what I want to say here, when you start relating to God with with your problems, when I was an alcoholic, Brother Tex didn't nobody have to tell me I was an alcoholic. I knew I was an alcoholic. And God knew I was an alcoholic. I didn't have to go and cry to God and say, God, you know I drank too much and beg him and all that. He already knew all that. He didn't need me to beg and cry and all that kind of stuff. What he needed to do, sisters and brothers, he needed me to come and say, I repent of what I've been doing. In other words, what that did, that just, that, understand, and I'm not giving you a certificate to sin, okay? But what that does, he justified In other words, what he did at Calvary, it done away with what I used to do. How how did this take place? It was the blood. The justification of his blood came in and it cleansed me. But brothers, there was a little stuff left in there. Well, why didn't the blood get it all out? It did. It's the old man. Y'all got to get. I'm trying to lay something out. It's the old man understand let me tell you one thing it's like kind of like just I, I mentioned just about the yard sale or whatever you might have something you say well i don't use it that much but i i, I might need it i'm not going to give it away let me tell you one thing if you don't if you ain't used it in 5 years you probably ain't going to use it in the next 5 years <laughs> amen and believe me i got a bunch of stuff in my garage that ain't been used in 15 years <laughs> But I'm saying there's things that you don't use. The blood, what it does, it removes those things. But if you want (laughs) to... You know, I had problems with my neighbor 10 years ago. And he ain't never asked me, you know, for nothing that I wouldn't do for him. But you know what? He ain't never done nothing for me. What you're doing right there, you're condemning your own self. Amen? Amen? You're saying what you're doing, you're going back, you're speaking life or death. He ain't never done nothing for me, but boy, I can't wait till he starts does doing stuff for me. Man, let me tell you one thing. What, can I say something right here? You start speaking those kind of things, what you're doing, you're speaking the future in existence. I'm going to use Joseph, for instance, right here. They they rent some property up there where their horses are, and they have went up there, and they've done a lot of work and everything, and they... They put fence and everything, and the lady that's there, her husband had passed away several years ago, and a few uh, weeks ago they went up there, and uh, she had a tractor out there with a finishing mower, and it wouldn't crank, and this, that, and other. And Joseph told her, he said, one day I'll come up here and I'll say about getting your tractor cranked for you, for her daughter, you know, comes up every now and then helps her with her yard. So Joseph went up there and got the tractor cranked, and he did more than that. He got out there and just started cutting her yard, cut her yard, got back. and Let me tell you one thing. This lady is a uh, flower freak, a tree freak. She has a degree in all this, yeah. But she had, she's what? Master gardener. Skylar filled me in. She's a master gardener, flower gardener. Okay, but she had all kinds of things. And Joseph got out there, and he got on, man. And I went by there, and, and me and Teresa went by there and said, my goodness, we ought to cut our grass like that. He's doing a good job. <laughs> but what I'm saying, she did not ask Joseph to do that. Joseph did that out of good, his good heart, okay? And I'm saying all that to say this. If you start speaking good about your neighbor, you might come in, Keith, and your yard be cut and groomed and everything else. And you say, well, man, he wasn't such a bad guy after all. Everybody start talking good to their neighbor after we leave here today. <laughs> but I'm saying there, there's power in the tongue. There's life and death. Sister Teresa just read that just a few minutes ago. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. So whatever we sow, what's going to happen? We're going to reap. Okay? All right, let's get let's go real quick. Like go to Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter 6, I'm, gonna get, I'm giving you scripture here for, for these things, Galatians 6 starting in verse 7. Be not deceived, we read this a few few weeks ago, but I want to bring this back out. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he what? He also reap. I just gave you that, but I want to give you the word. Why, Brother David, I want, I, something this morning I was questioning myself. I said, Lord, I've taught this, I've, I've read this before, but uh, uh, Brother Jesse DePlantis came on, on TV and he was speaking about faith. And he said, you can hear faith by somebody else's words. He said, but what you got to do, you've got to put the word in front of you because the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word, okay? So that's why I'm reading you all these scriptures here this morning because I want you to have faith, and how can I get faith? I can get faith by the word, okay? But now listen to what verse 8 says. For he who sows to the flesh shall out of the flesh reap what? corruption you know what that is when you when you sow to the flesh you're dependent on the flesh more than you are the spirit man if you want just say for instance you want a job you try to do it all so much in the flesh you go fill out applications you go and you you have an interview and you uh you got a friend that 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 talks it up for you but have you prayed about it I want that job down there now. I just got to have that job. That might not be the job God wants you to have. Y'all don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. But when it comes to this right here, it's telling you one thing you got to do. You got to quit depending on your self-will to the flesh, what the flesh can accomplish. Let me tell you one thing. We got degrees here in this sanctuary this morning. Some of these these boys and girls or ladies and men has went to college and got degrees and everything. And some of us ain't got a, a high school diploma. But you know what? There's no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom of God. He said, if you sow to the flesh, you of the flesh you're going to reap. He said, but if you sow to the spirit of the spirit man, you're going to reap spiritual things. So I'd a lot rather go into a job where I'm spirit led And I'm not going to go in there and hate it every day that I show up. Because let me tell you one thing. God don't want you to be unhappy. Y'all ought to shout about that. God's wanting you to be excited about everything that you do. Glory to God. I've talked to Joseph numerous times about degrees and everything. Going back to college, he said, "Daddy, I like what I do. So you know what? I left Joseph alone. He's a good worker. He shows up every day. He shows up some days that his dad don't even show up. He said, that's probably four days or five days a week. <laughs> he used to call me no-show. He said, didn't know if you was going to show or not. <laughs> but this passage that I'm reading you here this morning, I want you to understand. But when you sow to the Spirit, you reap what? Life everlasting. You reap something that's going to last. It ain't going to just fizz out. Why? Because what my reference says right here, when you reap everlasting life, what happens right here, this is God's prescription order of victory. God's prescription order of victory. In other words, I'm going to overcome this thing. Why? Because I prayed about it. I sought God about it. You know, I looked to God, and he He took care of it. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. I want to give you two or three more, and then I'll, I'll close with this this morning. Philippians 4, verse 7. Now, understand this. I'm not going to do those things that I know I ought not to do, but I'm going to do them things that I know I ought to do. Remember I just read you over there in Romans? I'm going to start doing some things that I know I ought to do, not the things I know I shouldn't be doing. Listen to what it says right here. Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding beyond human comprehensive shall keep your hearts, and I want you to get this part right here, keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, put on the armor of God. Understand Why? Why do we need the armor of God? Where we can stand and have the mind of Christ. That no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Okay, let me read on here in the cha- same chapter. Let's go to verse 13. When I d- understand that I do this and I shall keep my hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Why? Because of peace of God. But why? what's going to happen then? I can come to verse 13 and I can receive this. I can do all things... Through Christ, which strengthens me. Where do I get my strength? I draw from Emmanuel. I draw from God. I draw from the one that, that can 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 give me something that I need, not something that I want. And God don't have no problem with your wants, but he said, I'll supply your needs. What do you actually need? I mean, and going back to the job or, or any situation, you know, you say, well, I, I want this or I... I I know I got to ha- I got to have this. Let me tell you one thing. God knows more than you. Verse 19, same chapter. What I'm I'm giving you these three verses right here. What we got to do? We got to have the peace of God. When we have the peace of God, we can do all things. And when we do all things, what's going to happen? My God, verse 19. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches where in glory. How's he going to do this? by Christ Jesus made possible through the cross. Man, he don't want you to live in poverty. He don't want you to live in lack. He don't want you to live on the back streets. He wants you to move uptown. Amen? I'm talking about get out of the places that we're in. How do we get out of those places? I'm going to close with this right here. By our confession. By our confession. I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to raise your hand, but I want you to think about this. Three years ago, you was in a situation. You didn't know how you was going to get out of it, but you was in a situation, and you said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to, how, how things are going to be different, but today you can look at it. I don't know. The Lord just told me three years, but three years ago, you was in a distress, you was in a situation, and you didn't know how you was going to get out of it, but can you think today how blessed you are where you're at. You don't have to raise your hand or whatever, but God just told me three years ago there were some situations that was going on. And not, thank you, Lord. He said it wasn't just one. He said there's more. But there was you was in a situation and you didn't know how am I going to get out of this. But you got into the Word and God says I you God showed you the Word. You said to yourself I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And I could say right now, anybody want to give a testimony? I'm not no betting, man. I'm not going to bet you, but I know there's four people in here this morning that could stand and give testimony saying, hey, three years ago there was something going on. And I don't, hey, I don't have a clue, but God told me there's four people. And I'm not going to ask you to testify, but you know who you are. Ain't that the God that supplies your needs? How did he do that? You got to back up the peace of God. The peace of God. In other words, what you got to do, Brother Tex, you got to re- have a relationship. When God can get the peace of God, which pass all understand, I don't know how it's going to happen, but what you did, you got to the place, and Lord, I need the peace about this. I need you to supply my needs. And I know one thing, if I get to the where I need to be with you, you said that you could do everything, and hallelujah, I'm trusting you, and get the job done. I'm talking about, we just, you know what you do? I'm going to, I said close, but I want to say this right here. How do we get things done? We put a demand on God's word. If his word says it, Sister Amy, it can be done. Okay? And what you've done, you got to this point right here. My God shall supply my need. I'm going to say this for myself. I've got myself in some situations before. And, man, I went to God, and I didn't go begging God. I said, God, what can I do? And you know what the Lord told me? He said, trust me. You know what trust means? Let go of it. And when I trusted him, Sister Amy, he took care of it. I didn't know, and and, and I'm going to say this, there was one incident There was like three weeks, and I was like, I was freaking out. Keith, I was like, Lord, you said, let you handle it. Okay, but, you know, I was thinking, get up the next day, brother. and it was took care of, you know. Where's God at, you know? Is God taking it? No, God wasn't taking a vacation. What he was doing, he says, what he told me, he says, where is your confidence? Where is your faith? Is it in what you can do, or is it in what I can do? He's an on-time God. Amen? This morning, in closing, I want to ask you one more time. For a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Do we want to be more than we are? Amen? I want to be more. You know, I, I preached a message years ago when we was here, and uh, it was I preached on Superman. Sondra might have remembered that. Let me tell you one thing. Our God is a Superman. Wherever your cry is, and, and I and I've thought about this numerous times. Wherever your cry is, listen. He hears. How many of you have ever watched Superman when Lois cries or screams out, What happens? Michelle, Superman, I mean he leaves everything he's doing. Why? Lois is calling. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's no respect to person with God. When he hears our cry, the Superman's on his way. Amen. But can I say this this morning? I want to think on the things that God wants me to think on. I want to think the positive things. Brother David, you just don't know what I'm facing. Let me tell you one thing. You don't know what Jesus faced. But he knew when he got to that place, Nana. Listen to what I'm saying. When he got to that place that he was willing to be obedient. At that garden, when he prayed in that garden, Brother Tex, he said, nevertheless, not my will but yours. What that was, he consecrated everything to God himself. I can't do it, but you can do it for me. He gave him strength. I'm here to tell you this morning, think on these things. I had something in a a Kenneth Hagin book I wanted to bring this morning. I laid it on the bed and I forgot, but I'm going to bring it to you next Sunday morning. Something Brother Kenneth Hagin wrote in one of his books. It's about faith and it's about our words. I want to read that to you. I wanted to have it this morning and I come off and forgot it. But let me tell you one thing. The Bible talks about we're snared by our words. We're snared by what we say. Watch what you, you said, Brother David. You, you talked about this before. Let me tell you one thing. You must need it again because, hey, I'm just being obedient. God wants us to snare our words, shut it down. When you catch yourself saying something, Nana, what do you do? You say, You shut it down. Give you an illustration. I was a young boy. And I hung around my brothers and they talked dirty, you know young boys when they 18 or 17, 18 they thought dirty talk was bad, you know they just talked ugly language and here I was, the younger brother and I was be riding around with them and they'd be talking that trash and I was at home one day and my mama was doing something, and I just said a few cuss words. I learned not to cuss in front of my mama. <laughs> When she got through with me, she said, them words don't not be coming out of your mouth. She said, I'm fixing to beat them out of you, and I believe she did too. (laughs) But I'm saying, watch what we say. We're snared by our words. Either you're blessed or you're cursed. Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the blessings of the cursing. Go and read that. Either you're blessed or you're cursed. Let me tell you one thing. I like blessings better than I do cursing. Would you stand with me this morning? Amen. He's done bore our burdens. But can I say this? The word talks about the chastisement of our peace was upon him. We got peace. We got peace. Father, I love you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the time we've had together, Lord. I thank you for your fulfilling of your word. And, Father, I pray that as we leave this place today, Lord, that, that we will speak differently. We will be a good tree. We will bring forth good fruit, and not only good fruit, but we will bring forth much fruit. Father, I pray that you just bless everyone here, every home represented, and we thank you today, Lord, for everything that you're doing in Crossroads Community Church. I thank you, Lord, for our Internet, Lord, that we're reaching out to other people, Lord, in our city, in our community. Lord, and I give you praise for that, and I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we're having, Lord, as an outreach here in the waves, Lord, that, that people can can be reached. Father, bless everything that has been done here today and everything that we put our hands to, Lord, you call it blessed, and bless everyone, every home represented. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen, praise the Lord.